Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You in this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All of it is on the field. We're going to be We're Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. And before I let an excited piece of shit get on the line today, we got to let you know that our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, and latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. You can bet Roz has already put his money in on the Green Bay Packers. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. It should have been a happy moment because... We're going to do a show together next week in Vegas together. We're back rolling. Fantasy football is about to take place. We're discussing quarterbacks today. And, of course, a quarterback move had to be made of substantial value to somebody on this line here. Tell the people why you're salty. Hey, Wits, how are you they doing today? I'm doing great, but I want oh, you yeah. to tell Let's the people. Let's check in with you first, you puss. I'm doing great. Big trade, like you mentioned, in the NFL. Very big for our one-on-one bet. Baker Mayfield going to the Panthers. Um, I think it's a big deal. I know we're kind of late in the offseason here, but I like Baker. I think For a uh, fifth-round fifth conditional pick. Yeah, not ideal for a former number one overall pick, but we are talking about the Browns here, so you can't expect too much. They better get ready for Jacoby Brissett. Oh, yeah. We're going to be throwing a lot of quick slants into the dirt. and It's going to be the Cleveland Browns of old. It will be. I can already uh, see Baker, it. Baker's headed to Carolina. Early talks are that he has to compete with Sam Darnold for the job. Some say he might not even take the job from Sam Darnold, which I'm curious your thoughts on that early on as Baker – might get you to nine and eight. The guy has been a 500 quarterback. The bet, if people don't understand, is we had 250 mm-hmm. smackaroos on Matt Rule never going above 500 and getting fired is what we've been hoping for. Should have been fired last offseason. I guess that's not the case. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I'm curious your thoughts here. Does Baker easily take it from Sam Darnold? I'm seeing sports analysts who might just have to make this point on television to keep the airwaves moving. Some people say he might not take it from Sam Darnold. Oof, that's a tough one. Eh? Um, I think he will take it from Sam Darnold. And I've, I've heard some good things this offseason about Darnold. But, I mean, you look at his body of work over the course of his career. If you want to give him a pass for what he did on the Jets, 
after he came back last year, it was, uh, it was very underwhelming. And I think a guy like Baker Mayfield well, he hasn't, hasn't had the greatest career, but, you know, he did almost beat the Chiefs in the AFC uh, to get to the AFC championship game. Um, he's a fighter, right? Whether you like him or not, he's a guy I would be happy having on my team. And uh, I think he is a little bit better than Darnold. You and you alone, by the way, he did not win over the locker room very well. Split the locker room with the Odell Beckham situation. Miles Garrett, Garrett, not much of a fan of the man. And that's the, that's the defensive captain there. So, oh, I mean, OBJ is another Kevin Durant and Miles Garrett hit somebody with a fucking helmet. So not exactly the, those are just the two guys. That Let's talk about one of them being defensive player of the year. The other being a Super Bowl champion for this, the Los Angeles Rams. So, I mean, I think they both made out just fine. One was headed to being the Super Bowl MVP um, before he tore his ACL. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't make him not a piece of shit. Let's. Love, hey, I'm a big Odell Beckham guy. I, I'm a big fan of his game. Looking looking forward to him suiting up in the green and gold this season. Um, hopefully, they can make that happen. You guys uh, could take him with a torn ACL. He'd probably I'll be better. Torn ACL. Uh, Baker's headed to. And week one, they get to play each other. How about that? It'll be in I Carolina. Mean, so I think it'd be electric if it was in Cleveland. It will still be electric, but it will be in Carolina. Yeah. I mean, I think right now I'd have to put I'm, – I'm putting the Panthers as the second-best team in that division. Say what you want about the Saints, but not, not proven enough for me. Even, with, even with the great wide receiver. How about play. a lot of top-drafted quarterbacks in that division? You've got Winston and Mariota. And you've got Baker Mayfield, and Tom Brady is the lowest drafted quarterback in that division, and by a mile. Might be the lowest drafted quarterback in the league starting uh, this year. We'll see. I still think the Saints are better than him. I think Jameis Winston, who will probably come up in the conversation we have today, um, is better than him, especially with all the weapons he's been granted in New Orleans. A lot obviously okay. contingent on Alvin. The dogs Kamara. like Winston. The dogs, the dogs whenever you hear a dog bark, a dog bark usually means good things for Rosenzweig. Um, Wicks, it's that time of year. It's July 6th at 5.39 p.m. In the, on the West Coast. I know it's later where you are. We're 64 days away from the start of the NFL season, which means we're probably a little less than 60 days away from our fantasy football draft. I'm your KMML champion, all right? We speak about the KMML on this show a lot. We come into this every summer with a lot of banter back and forth. We came into last summer with neither of us coming off a championship season, with Ethan never winning a championship before. Yes, I'm talking about myself in the third person. I'm now a champion, the most recent champ, the defending champion. I think everything I say shall go. If you've been listening to me this past two seasons, I've done nothing but win for you. I am 18 or 20 and four in the last two seasons. So, Again, remember who you're listening to when we give our fantasy breakdowns. We do this every year. We're going to break it down for you. We know money is big in leagues. Our price is going up this year. Inflation. What? Inflation. Inflation. Inflation in fantasy football is okay, though. I'm okay with that. Everywhere else can bite it. But one of us is going to actually have a free fantasy football season. Feel free to bet on the Wits Open. It'll be Wits versus Roz, your two co-hosts here in a – Epic duel on a golf course, September 1st, that first Thursday of September. We'll be going to war. Winner has to, or winner does not have to pay for this year's KMML entry. Uh, so it'll be exciting. The wits, we always start with a position that you let hanker you down, bring you down, 
one you don't believe in, one you think there should be two of in our league, but there's only one, and that is quarterbacks. We're bringing up quarterbacks. They're the head of your team. If you're a fan of a team, they're ahead of your fantasy team because they should be averaging more than 20 points a game. Um, very exciting stuff. Last year, Joe Burrow was the single-handed reason I won the KMML championship with back-to-back monster performances to close out the fantasy football season. Uh, and that's two years in a row, Wits, that I have been the quarterback guru where I found Justin Herbert on the ground, where I found Justin or Joe Burrow in free agency. So this seems to be a position that I'm hitting on and not getting rid of a lot of draft value as both of my quarterbacks the last two seasons have actually been fantasy pickups. Yeah, but E, I mean, this is the, the, it's the pre-draft show. How are you going to help the listeners in the actual draft? I mean, I think that's what everybody wants to know. They don't want to know who they're going to pick up week eight. They want to know who they're going to draft Labor Day weekend. Well, I think that this is also an avenue for avoiding free agency. You can draft them late. Again, you can draft a quarterback as late as you want. I know that's, the, that's music to Xander's ears. He does like to sit back and wait on quarterbacks. Um, but there really is I don't get, – I don't get any credit for making a good pick last year. It's so hard for you to give me a little credit. You drafted the garbage man himself. That's a very fair nickname. That's not shitting on the man himself. He was the fantasy garbage man, Jalen Hurts. Who was whose wits is apple of his eye. Uh, this year he's actually ranked eighth, and Dalton Deladon of Yahoo Sports has him ranked second in fantasy quarterbacks. So I think Ooh. he's going to well, go. I'm, I'm looking at ESPN rankings. What are, what are you looking at? I'm looking at Yahoo per, per usual. The site we use for. Wow, he's a, he's a champion. He uh, likes to talk shit to people. We'll see when he's doing 14. <laughs> Well, we'll see. But Jalen Hurts is eight this year. Wicks, again, a nice garbage pickup um, for a garbage football team as well that he's already jumping ship. If you listen to last week's show, it sounds like he's going to be a Baltimore Ravens fan, which is interesting enough because Lamar Jackson is the second-ranked fantasy quarterback going into this year's draft, right behind Josh Allen, just above Herbert, Mahomes, and Burrow rounding out the top five. doesn't look like I'm going to be picking up Joe Burrow on the fantasy waiver wire this year. You're looking at that top five, Wits, and I think I know what you're going to say to this. Is that top five much better than the guys that come below them, or do you think they will average out to some of the rest of the people in the field, maybe at Matt Stafford at 10 or Derek Carr at 12, who now has a loaded weapon, Russell Wilson sitting at 11 with new weapons in Denver, Aaron Rodgers all the way down at 15. Do you think there is a big difference between those top five versus the next 10 behind them? Curious your thoughts. I know my thoughts leading into the season. I do have probably a contradicting answer to yours. I don't think there's much more value with the top five guys. I mean, I look at the first two. Josh Allen is great. Don't get me wrong. But is he a guy I want to take, you know, as the first quarterback off the board probably in the third round? I don't think so, Ian. I would, I would say the same thing about Lamar Jackson. I mean, I just I don't feel like taking that big of a risk. Um, I love Herbert at Mahomes, but I probably will not uh, be taking them as early as they will be taken. But kind of to your point, E, I mean, if I, if I took the last quarterback as Prescott, Stafford, you know, Carr, Wilson, even Aaron Rodgers, am I going to be that upset? Like, I don't, I don't think so. So I'm, uh, I think I'd have to stick, you know, in a one-quarterback league. I'd have to kind of stick to that strategy. I don't think any of those guys in the top five are, you know, Christian McCaffrey healthy, like head and shoulders above everybody else. I, uh, I do want to defend Josh Allen here, who 
is the number one quarterback coming into this season, wasn't ranked that way last year. He has now finished two consecutive season as the reigning QB one. Uh, he averaged 25 fantasy points per game, much higher than the, which is three points higher than the next quarterback. Um, I, Josh Allen was a fantasy quarterback that I went up against. and was like, Oh shit. He's about to drop the 30 hammer. He almost ran for a thousand yards last year. He finished with 763 yards, six rushing touchdowns. Um, and obviously on top of that, the 4,400 passing yards and 36 passing touchdowns. I think Allen is that difference maker. I do think there is a difference between these top five, especially if you slip Jalen Hurts in there, who I know I'm cheating because he's not actually in there. But you have these guys, Lamar Jackson at two, who has busted me open for a massive game. Um, the legs that these players have. And then Justin Herbert's not a speed guy like Allen or Jackson. But the guy gets in the end zone in the red zone on his two feet. I mean, he is quite impressive there as well. And he's going to be slinging the rock a bunch. Again, Mahomes also tasked to throw the ball more than most. Joey Burrow looking kind of similar to Mahomes in the style of offenses they're going to run. I do think these are guys that you do have to draft between two and four if you're looking to get them. I, like Xander, don't like doing that, but I do appreciate their value. And there's a part of me who has to sit there and at least think when my pick comes up in the third round, like, shit, is it time to take one of these guys? Or are they already off the board? Which I think in our league, Xander, Josh Allen's off the board before we get to the third round. Yeah, I, I could see that. I really don't see Lamar Jackson being the second quarterback taken. Um, you look at Marquise Brown leaving. You look at a guy who, I mean, had the MVP season a couple years ago, but Passing, passing game perspective is just – he's a great runner, but I don't, I don't really want to take that risk with a guy who I'm going to take in the third or fourth round. Um, and I just – I look down the board, there's just – there's so many different options, and you only need to pick one. And I think, you know, looking at seven through 14, um, and I'm, not, I'm not counting Trey Lance here, but, I mean, there's just – even if you had Kirk Cousins, you know the guy is going to throw for 250 and two touchdowns basically every game. Yeah, I mean, how about the travesty of Yahoo Sports over here having Trey Lance ahead of Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, who I want to get into, Jameis Winston, and Deshaun Watson. Watson might be a product of lack of games, but they are valuing Lance way high. And he's still a quarterback that, not fantasy-related, I think is going to be an ultimate bust for the San Francisco 49ers. I, I don't see this value. Sure, let him be there. Let some idiot in our league take him and leave some of these other guys behind. But yep, dog Lance, agrees. Dog agrees. Dog agrees. Lance, I mean, am I wrong for dog and Lance for being this high up? I mean, this guy will never end up on a Rosen's Wild Fantasy football team, but am I, am I being too harsh here, Wits? I don't think you're being too harsh, um, and it's really not even about him. It's just about all the other different options that you have. I mean, if Trey Lance is your backup, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. But I just, I mean, 13 on this list, to have them in front of, of Cousins and Rodgers is a crime. Right, and I don't like Matt Ryan, but I'd put him in front. I'd even, I'd even put Trevor Lawrence in front. Um, and looking down the list, right, I think a, an interesting season-long comparison, Roz, is who has more fantasy points between Carson Wentz and Trey Lance. I think that'll be pretty close to the end of the year. Yeah. Talk about a team looking to go 2-11. and 11. Wits has been there a couple years in a row. We're hoping that that's not a sign to come for him. Um, but, yeah, Wentz, sure, maybe has his new quarterback now. Um, 
or has his new or has his new wide receiver signed to a massive deal now. But he is he is fantasy he is fantasy blues for you, and I think that you'll see a lot of that with Trey Lance as well. Yeah, but I think the one thing Carson Wentz has that Trey Lance doesn't have, and I know he only had his one year in the league. Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate for about twelve games. Seems like a long time ago. Yeah, but how many years are we holding on to that, Wits? I mean, you hear that on ESPN? That is one of the more upsetting takes I've heard come out of your mouth. I've heard this now for how many years now? He, yeah, it's been about he's four. the only person I've seen in the history of the planet to sprain both ankles on one play. On one play. He I'm also single-handedly blew a game. Throwing a from his own reds from his own end zone. Talking about fantasy upside here. I mean, you look down the board, there's a lot of ugly names, but he's one that might sneak into the top 15. It would not make me fall out of my chair. I, I think you're out of your mind. I think that's – you want to talk about upside. Talk about Matt Ryan in a new rejuvenated system with Jonathan Taylor oh behind Oh, my it. God. Matt Ryan is in a wheelchair already. He's not – and this is where you're very mistaken. I think Matt Ryan is going to finish as a top 10 fantasy quarterback this season. He's ranked down oh my God. 21 on some boards, 18 at the highest point. Matt Ryan, again, is a veteran with an arm who can sling it. You don't need him to run very much because he won't run, but neither did Peyton Manning, who was a fantasy football star, especially when he changed teams. Matt Ryan leaving the flailing Atlanta Falcons, much like – or, yeah, Matt Ryan leaving the Falcons, much like Peyton was leaving the Colts when they were falling off. Give me Matt Ryan as – the deep sleeper for quarterback here. I think he's going to finish in the top 10. I think if you get trapped not drafting a quarterback on zero quarterback in the early rounds of the draft, I think you're going to find a steal here with Matt Ryan. And I think my other one would have to be Jameis Winston. Again, all the weapons with Olave, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry. They're going to have a lot going on there. We don't know how long Alvin Kamara is out, but once Kamara comes back, that's an even easier option for Winston to get the ball to. Winston and uh, Matt Ryan are, are picks for me on the sleeper end of things that I think are going to bring a lot of value. Both finished, I think, near the top 10, both within the top 15, which is all that matters uh, for a fantasy quarterback. So I'm, I'm excited about them. Which, uh, it sounds like Carson Wentz was your value pick, but do you have any sleepers you see? No, that's not what I said. That okay, is not what I said. We'll see. Is there any sleepers you have lower on this board? I look at Baker Mayfield at 30. I think that gets you tingling a little bit. Ah. Uh... Maybe. I mean, you know, with the switch, I'd like to see this re-ranked after the trade because it still says that he's on Cleveland here. Um, I'd probably put him around that that 20-ish range, you know, with that, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Winston category. Um, But looking deep down the board, I think there's a couple guys that are going to have big seasons here. Now, 10 of them are probably going to be trash. But you look at a guy like Daniel Jones, has showed some flashes in the past. So that's a guy, you know, ranked at, you know, 24, 25. If he snuck into the top 15, stayed healthy all year, I think that's – if I had to go deep sleeper, I think I'd probably take Daniel Jones, as disgusting as the Giants and my consistent fandom for them is. Oh, my God. It is just getting worse and worse every year. It's like you're senile. You no, but I, I, jumped, I jumped ship to the Eagles. I know you did. You but, I, but give me credit. I did it before they were good. You did. That is fair. Absolutely. Um, 
if you're looking, what is, I guess, the best way to go about finishing off some of these quarterback conversations is what do you look for in a draft? And I know that I was crapping on you for your position the last two years, and I know I'm the reigning champion, so probably have the best insight, but quarterbacks is such an interesting thing, especially in our league where there's just one quarterback you're selecting. Maybe it brings down the value, as you say. Um, but, like, when you're, oh, going into our, when you're going into our draft in September, Wicks, What's your what's your initial game plan with the quarterback? Is it R in the back of your mind, or do you at least have target spots you'd like to see certain quarterbacks land? I would say I usually have a couple guys pegged out in that, you know, 8 to 15 range that you know, I'd be willing to may possibly make a move on. Um, I would say that's kind of what I did last year with Hertz. You know, I think he was the 10th guy off the board. I liked him. I thought he was going to get taken next. Um, so I took him. But, yeah, I'd probably pick a couple guys, you know, on that 8 to 15 range, you know, that Prescott, Carr, Rogers, Cousins. Um, if I got one of those guys, I, I wouldn't be unhappy. I just don't see myself taking one of the top five guys in, you know, round three through five. It's just not, it's not really in my nature. But things have changed before. Yeah, I mean, for me, there it's just – it's flirting with – and it, I'm losing my guys, right? So two years in a row, my quarterbacks have just jumped past my range of drafting ability here. So I'm going to lose Herbert. I'm not going to get Burrow. I don't really aim to draft a quarterback in the top five rounds unless one of these guys slips. There's, there's a version in a world where I can spend a fourth and fifth round pick on one of these top five quarterbacks. But we're in a league that names flash and quarterbacks don't really slip very far. Um, and I think, Roz, um, I would say the most interesting ranking on this list right now, for me, it's, it's got to be Dak Prescott. Down, I mean, down deep at nine. Two years ago, he was two or three, right behind Mahomes. And, you know, that was kind of the Allen era, Kyler Murray. But he, he was right there. And I know they lost to Mari Cooper. But, I mean, that's a guy who could throw for 5,000 and 35, 40 touchdowns easily. Right, so there's a guy at number nine who I think I would – I'd rather have him over Murray. I'd rather have him over Lamar Jackson. Um, I mean, that, that's a guy with a lot of potential. I think he's got a lot more upside than a, than a Stafford or a Russell Wilson if we're looking at pure ceiling. No, I, I – by the way, I think if this is the first time we agree, I agree. You're right. This guy before the injury was a gunslinger going for 5,000 yards. Uh, I like that he's lower here, you know, that's kind of in that, in that wheelhouse, that range of interest for me that he's not, he's not a guy like cousins to me who I, I just always am weary of. He's not a guy like Justin Fields or Tua too low or Travis or Trevor Lawrence. He's a guy that would be confident in taking seventh round, eighth round. If I, he could really slip that way. This does feel like an Aaron Rodgers year for me. I know we have a guy by the name of Thomas Gandolfi in our league who, likes to just poach Aaron Rodgers because he thinks it's funny and it's deserved. I think people are going to underestimate Rodgers due to the receiving core he has, but he is the two-time reigning MVP. I think he's going to be a guy that slots almost perfectly into what I'm looking for in a quarterback and which round I'm looking for. Stafford also in that wheelhouse. I can't go back to Russell Wilson. The guy broke my heart early last year, left me almost for dead if it weren't for Joe Burrow. Um, but Dak Prescott definitely – a Roz target. If you want to, if you want to zone in on who Roz is looking at to quarterback the helm of his team, 
you get that Thanksgiving football game to enjoy with your quarterback on that day. Dak Prescott's definitely an interesting option. Also, when we get to wide receivers, you'll see a lot of love I have for C.D. Lamb, who is now the pure number one in Dallas. But Dak Prescott, certainly one of the more interesting picks here. He's slid down the, the rankings a little bit. I think they've had a rough couple of years. Um, and unless he falls into the McCarthy curse, which Aaron Rodgers did fall into before Matt LaFleur, uh, we're hoping that McCarthy isn't doing that in Dallas because that would that would show why his value is so low. Um, well, let me ask you a question here, Reed. Talking yeah. about Rodgers, do you worry at all about not only the receiving core, but you know, you've got a great duo at running back, you've got a great defense and a bad division. Do you, do you worry at all about the possible type of game scripts that Rodgers might face? You know, just from a fantasy perspective? Um, up or, but do they get up early enough to do it? I mean, the Packers forever and always play close games. They never blow people out. They aren't the Belichick teams, the Patriots. They don't go out and win games by 20. Could you get Big Ten-style games that are just like knuckle bruisers that go 14 to 13? Yeah, but I, I, I think they still let them air it out. I think the doublehead running back thing isn't so much – doesn't take the ball out of Rodgers' hands as much as you think. In fact, Aaron Jones is used more as a weapon in the aerial attack, and I think will be used more in the aerial attack this year because of the lack of star-studded wide receivers they have. Um, I'm not totally worried. I think you're still going to get matchups like Kirk Cousins, who are going to have you guys are going to just chuck the ball back and forth each side of the field. I mean, I hope our defense really is sound. But the Packers have a lot of matchups this year against some of the best teams. They're going to have to go into gunfights against the. Buffalo Bills, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I think there's still a lot of room for Rodgers' numbers and success this year. Um, I really do think this number is a product of his receiving core, which I think is a little drastic by Yahoo, but that's fine by me. It's, if I can steal Aaron Rodgers later in the draft, but reigning two-time MVP, I, I won't be upset about that. I mean, Brady's been getting some of that flack for the last couple of years too. Brady now up to seven. He was not ranked in the top ten going into the previous two fantasy football seasons, but look how that's turned out. So he is, uh, and I mean, that's a guy that's still slinging the ball. So I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of in that category right now. That's fair. Very fair. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, I think that's what we got for fantasy quarterbacks. Again, this is the position. I mean, next, next week is the, is the toughest becoming the growingly toughest position to figure out, do we abandon running backs? Do you go to a zero RB draft style, which is becoming very popular on the internet, but we will be talking running backs next week. And boy, oh boy, does this landscape look a lot different than it did a year ago. Um, and uh, I'm excited to do that. Wits, news around the sports world, not a whole lot. <laughs> I talked about Wimbledon in our, our pitch, Rafael Nadal. I actually watched that match today. First time I've watched tennis in forever. He's going to hopefully play in the semifinals we've got the british open next week so maybe we don't do our episode together maybe we try to get our episode in before the british open um other than that i guess we're just waiting on kevin durant who is just i guess we haven't spoken about this on the, what a baby back you can finish what i was going to say i can't believe the kevin durant situation and my level of respect is so low i know he doesn't care about pundits like us speaking about him but geez louise what a lack of legacy for this man. Yeah, I'm, I'm very over Kevin Durant. And almost to the point where if he went to the Bulls, I wouldn't be full out, like, happy about it because I just 
just the way that he goes about his business. I just, I can't get behind it. And like we said before, it's very easy to be a likable superstar. You really have to go out of your way to be as disliked, I think, as Kevin Durant is. But um, enough about KD, Raz. We were talking about this in the car yesterday. You read my mind. I was going to say, this was the biggest piece of news besides the Brian Windhorse segment. Um, The Rudy Gobert trade, initial thoughts. Eager to win a championship is the quote of the day from Rudy Gobert. I said, me and you said it, right? I mean, the amount of over-under points we lost due to Rudy Gobert. This guy doesn't have to put the ball near the basket ever again in this situation. Carl Anthony Town gets the privilege to not be banged on in the post, get murdered down there. He's going to be able to split out, play more of a perimeter-style big man game. They have the Ant-Man who is just becoming an absolute star. I mean, he is a perennial scorer probably similar to the next James Harden in the way he's going to be able to score the ball. Um, and then they have D Russ running the point um, and a pretty solid team. They did give up a lot of pieces for Rudy Gobert. Their depth probably gets a little weakened, but that is a ferocious four, especially when you really only need Gobert to be that defensive player on the court, the two time defensive player of the year. It's an interesting four. That's for sure. I think, and it, again, D'Angelo Russell, I don't know how much longer you can wait on him to excel Again, he was the second overall pick in the NBA draft. But there's a lot of potential in D-Ross as well. And if he picks it up, I mean, that's a scary team. And you mentioned this, hurdling the Memphis Grizzlies. They might have they might have gotten over. Like, John Morant, that team did not add many pieces. And the teams around them are really shaping up. I mean, obviously, we're waiting to see if Kevin Durant joins the Western Conference. But the Warriors are only getting better, older and wiser, and veteran status there. You've got the Phoenix Suns who could potentially add Kevin Durant. And then you've got this new four-headed monster up in Minnesota. It's a very interesting team. I think Rudy Gobert isn't worth as much as they traded away for him. But I do think he slots in well for this this organization. And if they're in win-now mode, they might have a shot. Yeah, I think they definitely have a shot. Um, you know, that Utah team last year was so frustrating, right? They just just collectively as a group just kind of, ran out of gas that's what it seemed like so we'll see what kind of an impact Gobert has on a team not only from a defensive perspective but just having a seven foot guy in the lane when you've had a lot of question marks about is Carl Anthony Towns is he as good as people thought he was maybe this makes him better maybe not I don't know but I think it's an interesting piece and Roz while we're on the topic of centers I heard an interesting take the other day DeAndre Ayton was a number one overall pick I think it was was it three or four years ago it seemed to have gotten a little better each year, but it's amazing how even his own team doesn't really want him anymore. I just, I think that's kind of funny. The guy is, maybe he's not great, but he's gotten a little better each year and it seems like there's no market for him. And I, I don't really understand it. But there isn't a market really for the big men anymore. And like, while he might have somewhat of a perimeter game, he doesn't have a whole lot of it. And can he develop it? Maybe. It's just, to me, it's not sexy. It's not flashy. Defensively, he wasn't that sound. He didn't add enough to that Suns team to get them over the hump. They were right there. Just a little hump. They needed one hump to get over to win an NBA title. And their early exit to the Dallas Mavericks, who, again, if you look at that roster, pretty impressive. And Luka's right to get that team to a Western Conference final. I mean, that roster is not a Western Conference final team. Um, and they took it to the Sun. And Aiton can be looked at to blame there. Devin Booker can be looked at. He had a struggling he, – or he struggled in – 
that series. Don't, I mean, don't you dare leave this guy out. And I'm putting the blame Paul, on him. And Chris Paul absolutely closed out during the stretch. Like he just did not finish strong. He was very hot in the series before. Not sure what happened to Chris Paul. Again, age may be a factor, but again, I think Chris Paul is still invaluable to a team, maybe more so than DeAndre Ayton. But Ayton didn't do enough. He didn't have a presence. And I know that I I know that you agree with me with that because we had argued about DeAndre Ayton just not even being on the court and is almost a non-factor in that series. So I get it. I think DeAndre Ayton's a nice piece for a team, but so is Bam Adebayo. Which one would you rather have at this point? I mean, I think you're talking about probably two top eight centers in the league. I'd say they're pretty similar. Yeah, top eight center. There's Joel Embiid, and then there's the rest of the centers in the league. Like, that's just kind of – Oh, don't forget about the two-time reigning MVP. Yeah, but you know, even he's not so much a center. He's more of a, a point forward, honestly. He's, in fact, that is what he is. That's his, his uh, designation. So it's, it's – and DeAndre isn't that. Like, no, none of those guys are – Nikola jo- or Jokic, um, this new Jovic guy in Miami is going to throw me for an absolute loop for the rest of time. So, I mean, they, the Nuggets had to take him. That would have been that, hilarious. I never would have gotten it right. Um, but, yeah, I think they're completely different. I don't think they're even comparable. I think DeAndre Ayton leads to more of a true center than anything else. And same with Bam, honestly. But I think Bam I, – I see Bam's impact on that Miami Heat roster, and that's why – I think I value Bam a little bit more than I do so DeAndre Ayton. But that sounds like you're I'm one of the group of people you're annoyed with because you seem like you're on the Ayton bandwagon. Uh, I'm not really comparing Ayton or Bam. I mean, because Bam, as good as he can play at times, he was Mr. Disappearing Act. You know, it seemed like every other game. But, I mean, for me, just looking from an outsider's perspective, the Suns took this guy number one overall. Um, kind of knowing what they were getting. They knew they weren't getting like a point forward type of guy. And he seems like he's made a little bit of progress each year. And now it seems like nobody wants him. And it just, maybe it's the way the game's changing, but I don't, I don't know. I, I just think it's, I think it's odd that, you know, the sun's, the door, the door might be, the door might already be closed, but I mean, the past two years, they had a pretty damn good shot to win a title and not really put up the best effort in my opinion. I'm with you. Um, and there's the, there's the Phoenix plane leaving the station. It's already gone. Dude, every time with them, like the Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, Sean Merritt, Marion years were a quick two-year stretch. This was a quick two-year stretch. Like, they're so close. The fans in Phoenix are awesome. They fucking love that team. They are so close, and they can't finish the job. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to see how things go next year. But if Katie ends up on the Warriors. I will not be tuning in to the NBA, similar to the 2016-2017 season. Yeah, not to mention that's just such a that's just such a uh, admittance of lack of talent. And I get the people are, could jump down my throat. He's the most talented shooter at six, seven feet one ever. Like the guy can't win. If he goes back to Golden State, where they won without him again, not even the first time they won without him for a second time. And he would need to go back to have them help him them win. I mean, I, if I were Draymond, I wouldn't even let him come in the building. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I, I don't see Golden State trying to get, you know, the guy's great, but 34-year-old guy that had to give up a lot of stuff. 
Um, but yeah, that's probably the biggest piece of news last, uh, it's him and Kyrie, where are they going to end up? And maybe they both end up in Brooklyn. You never know. Hey, James Harden's a free agent. So maybe they all end up together somewhere again. (laughs) Round two action. Well, round two. And then you still got Ben Simmons in Brooklyn. who's just going to sit there alone. Could his life get any, could he, he will have gone from a very close team in the Philadelphia 76ers to this lure of playing with two all-stars, but he couldn't get himself back on the court fast enough. So he never got that opportunity to push and see what it would look like to probably being on one of the bottom feeder teams in the NBA when it's all said and done this coming season. Yeah, I think Simmons is doing okay, though. He was deep sea fishing a couple of weeks ago, pulling out, you know, 100, 200 pound two, and I think the back's feeling okay. Wow. I'm, gl- I'm glad. I'm glad he's able to do that. I mean, hey, you know what? Maybe that's what he should do with his life. Maybe that's the profession that's calling for him. Being a deep sea fisherman, wrangling in world record fish. Hey, man. I mean, $40 million for not playing a single game? It's not a bad life. It's the John Wall lifestyle. Um, but, yeah, that is, that is all the time we have this week, folks. But we'll be back next week. Wits and Roz go to Vegas again. They will be having another golf competition out there as well. We will catch you on the flippity flip. We got RBs next week, a dying breed, almost extinct, like the saber-toothed tiger itself. Uh, we'll catch you next week, everybody. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.